0: Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel coming to from the Cat Cave. Proud. Today's guest is Sean Carney, bassist of The Scandals. This is a great episode. Long story short, I met him through Dan Shields, a uh, mutual friend. When uh, Dan was visiting uh, by Thanksgiving, we all hung out at the Scurvy Dog one night. Asked Sean if he wanted to come on the show. He said yes the day after he wasn't able to because of his job. And uh, now it's February and this episode's posting like... Sean is so nice, so cool, and like, you know, he could have just said yes and not done it, like many people do, and I would have no blame for them. We did not know each other, so you know me any favor. And he was so cool, he uh, drove down here, we had some beers, and we recorded a great episode. It's a longer episode, so I'm going to try to keep the intro as short as possible. Do me a favor, check out The Scandals online, uh, thescandalsnj.com. You can find everything. Uh, they are just recorded an album with Brian Fallon, produced it. Of the gaslight anthem they're on gunner records in they're currently not in a label in america at the moment but they are a red bull sound slick band a lot of really great big things happening for this band because they are fucking busting their asses off they has gone to europe they're going back to europe uh you know this they're in a really cool phase i talk about that with sean like what's it like to be in a band that's like i don't know, want to say like the next big thing but like there's eyes on them, like you know, they're being selected to being flown out to play with bad religion and stay in Justin Bieber's summer home, which Sean talks about. it's real funny. and uh you know, torn with the fucking gaslight anthem. If you're Providence guys and gals. if anyone in Providence go see them. Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel on February 27th I will be there. Their store with the gaslight leg of the t- they're doing uh, a leg with a gaslight tour starting February 26th in New York City. Uh, at the Webster Hall. And I know their tour date with Gaslight ends in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota on March 13th, 1st Avenue. Then they have some assorted shows on their way back to New Jersey. Uh, One of the nicest things about the hardcore and punk community is um, there's a GoFundMe page for Nate Gluck. I actually don't know this man personally. We've never met. But he was the... um, a member of a hardcore band from New Jersey called Enzine, I believe. And everyone on my Facebook has been just blowing up. And rightfully so. Uh, Nate got diagnosed with stomach cancer and there is a there is a GoFundMe page. Uh, they've already raised $113,000. It's just so beautiful and it's really nice. Um, me and Sean talk about on the episode and we're just it's just nice to see like people coming together and Helping each other out—it's hard. I my mom has gone through cancer a couple times, and I've lost friend—I uh, lost a friend to cancer. So it's it's a very sensitive thing, and it's just really sweet to see the scene do that. So please go check out the Nick Luck GoFundMe page and make sure you can also support every band that if you're listening to this and you're uh, just listen to the lineup. Sick of all, sick of it all. Kill your idols. Indecision. Killing time. Endeavor. Purpose. Grade. Enzyme. None. More for Black Nora, for the love of Shahalud, Mouthpiece Strength 691, Bigwig, 45 Revolutionaries, Ode Wungsta, and Stag Party. It's just amazing. It's going to be uh, March 21st and 22nd in New Jersey. But, uh, you know, look it up online. Just, just type in Nate Fest. There's a Facebook page. Uh, make sure you check out the scandals, you know, scandalsnj.com. Please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Let's us Chat. Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. Email letschatpodcast at am um, Sorry for kind of an all-around intro. I have been shoveling snow what feels like forever, which Sean can relate being a Rhode Islander, and it fucking sucks. Uh, we will stick around. There will be a song by The Scandals at the end. I just also wanted to mention that if you go to the see The Scandals on this tour with Gaslight Anthem... Welcome to that merch booth, and you say hello to Dan Shields, our former guest and future co-host of the show. He'll be co-hosting Thursday's episode with Tommy Gunn. Uh, tell him you heard him on Let's Chat, freak him the hell out, and make sure you go hello and say hello and drop him a buck. And uh, a word from our sponsor before we get into the episode. In the future, humans
1: create AI. Three days later, they have sex with it. Gigahose is a robot sex comedy with what's been called a South Park level of shock value. Creators Adam Lash and Kevin Gilligan take their concept in smart, surprising directions. It's been described as pure genius with a real clerks-like charm. Catch season one now at youtube.com slash gigahose.
0: Is this your first podcast? You must have been on one by now. I don't know if I've done a podcast. We've done, we've done a little bit of radio stuff. Yeah, it's similar, I except th- better. I think it's popping my podcast, Jerry. Oh my god, I would expect you guys would have done that by now with all your stuff. Well, yeah, I know Anthony was on uh, Epic Sexy Dudes or, or Yeah, Brian and Ronnie are going to listen to this and get really excited when they hear that. All right. Uh, probably by the time this goes up, if I, if I do my marketing thing, which I never do right, I'll put yours up right with that. Like I'm going to do the one folly, them, and then you, or in that little order, because that would be smart. Cool. Yeah. Keep people coming. So mm-hmm. if you, yeah, I, I like those dudes a lot. Yeah. Ryan and Ronnie, they're fucking cool. But it was funny listening to your guitarist, Anthony. He's, he's a he's neurotic guy. <laughs> openly talking about how he doesn't talk about band stuff ever. Well, <laughs> he's just a weirdo. In, His in, words.
2: In the best way. <laughs> in the best, best way.
0: So, so you guys uh, didn't know each other at one point and were in the same
2: band? No. No, well, uh, I used to play in a band uh, from Providence called This is a Movement. I wrote that down, too. It's kind of like, oh. You, you I actually do research, research on people. I
0: hope I don't creep you out. No, that's fine. That's I like fine. to know stuff.
2: But uh, um, we used to tour around and one of the first, I found out later, it was actually, we were the first band to give the scandals a shot out of state. Wow. I guess they hit us up on MySpace <laughs> oh God, to sound that. dated. And uh, it was little Jared Hart, and uh, he um, was asking if we'd book him in Providence. And we just started playing at this place called the 201 Club, which is on Westminster. I think now it's like DV8. I think it's changed hands three or four times. Now I think it's like yeah, the Yeah, it's the city for you. Yeah, so uh, they, do, they do like those bondage things now. <laughs>
0: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. It's kind of uh, like
2: a weird. It almost looks like an old school storefront.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like behind Gracie's, but yeah,
2: like that thin.
0: It's this little road, road that isn't. A ro- yeah, I know what yep, you're. Yep, they about. do
2: movies over the summer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I didn't not the second, I didn't know about the bondage part, but I like. <laughs> I like the the bocce court over there. Yep,
2: but it, it used to be called 201 and uh, wild shows, and I I honestly forget the guy that ran it, but. Uh, but it was like dollar beers for bands. So, like, you know, I think I was freshly 21.
0: So <laughs> it's a good time to be 21 to in this city. Yeah.
2: But we, we get, you know, uh, we gave a shot. And, like, um, I knew from older bands that you don't, if you expect to get a good gig in, in a different city than yours, you, you got to treat other bands the same. So it yeah. was the kind of thing where it was a blind faith okay, fuck it, we'll have you guys come play. And and they're awesome, and and I remember being blown away because I I was fucking hammered, and and I am chatting with Jared, and uh, and I am just like, dude, you get some beers and blah blah blah, and he's like, oh, I am nineteen, you know, I actually can. I am like, get the fuck out of here, I'm nineteen years old. He's younger. Yeah, he now I think he might still be twenty
0: three. I've never met anyone in your band besides you, but like, yeah, uh, I, th- you know? I th- um, he's a uh, his oh. voice makes him. Sa- I would think he's older. By the way, he sings raspy. Yeah, no. Like you, I always think Chuck Reagan is like a fifty year old like blues for like, sure. Appalachia kind of guy and Then you see, him, we're like, oh. Yeah. No,
2: and, and and Chuck Reagan's speaking voice is actually like kinda of up there in range. It's not yeah. the lowest voice you'd ever hear. It's but odd. uh but um so to fast forward we stayed in touch and um every time this is a movement would go down to Jersey, Jared was our guy. He'd hook us up with a show. And um so we stayed in touch that way, and then September of 2012, um, Jared uh, hit me up, and he's like, hey, we got this 10-day tour, uh, you know, and, and me and Jared were close, but we weren't that close, yeah. you know what I mean? It, was, it wasn't the kind of thing where I knew his shoe size, you know, he was <laughs> just more of a tour buddy, and uh, he's like, complete shot in the dark, but would you want to come do this tour? And uh, and I said, sure, you know, fuck it. Um you know, I like touring, and, and and I just thought it would be fun, so I, I kind of just learned all the songs at home and uh, showed up to Connecticut, and it was all new guys.
0: Do you know where in Connecticut? Uh, it was the LNG. Oh, I love that. I'm, that's my state. I'm from yeah. Connecticut. LNG is what, what part of Connecticut is that in again? That LNG is in New London, and it had closed and became something else, and mm-hmm. then years later reopened. Wasn't there a guy, Joaquin, that used to book there? Yeah. I, I never went there. It closed and reopened, and I never yep. went back since. But then I heard it was LNG yep. again. Yeah, but that was a cool club, because you can go outside. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I saw Boy and, Sets Fire there.
2: And then before this movement, I was in the Jesse Minute, and we used to do a lot of a Connecticut stuff. Bit.
0: Where in Connecticut do you play? Do you ever do any of the Manic production shows? You know, it sounds insanely familiar. Yeah, I, he's the guy. Like, if you play, Yeah. Yeah, Mark, he's a cool
2: dude. I know Sad Plants, one of their big yeah. bands.
0: Oh, yeah, I feel so... I'm so old. I don't know any of this done, stuff. I think, I think they're, they're
2: older guys. Sad plants, like... I remember them from, like, 07. They were killing Yeah,
0: That's all after my time, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. I love... Connecticut, I couldn't see when I was there at one point. Mm-hmm. And then... Eh.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's kind of hot and cold. Because it, it seems to have so much promise being between New York and Boston. You know? Like, <laughs> like, it, like it could be.
0: A lot of Passover. A lot of... Uh, at least bigger tours. You know? It's definitely, like, a... Uh, a second market, like a big tour, never would come. Warp tour never came there. Growing up, no Ozfest never came through. No kid Nothing came through until years later. And it's actually Mark Nussbaum of Manic Productions. I booked one show with him early, early on, and then he's gone for years and years and has done it and has made a career no out kidding. of it. Yeah, I know Toad's Place is a beautiful venue. Yeah, I love Toad's. Is that, is that New Haven? Yeah, New Haven. That was, like, the biggest venue ever in the 70s. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first time. Brought the beer on. It's one of those places, like, oh, and Rolling Stones played here Didn't 40 there? years ago. And now you're like, by the time you go to it, it's just, like, uh, fucking Bad Fish. <laughs> That's true. Bad Fish do play all over that place, don't Everywhere. they? Everywhere. Yep. I remember, because
2: I, I saw one show there, and it was 07, and it was against me, oh. and uh, Riverbell Gamblers. It oh, was awesome. Man. I don't know if you're a Gamblers guy. No. But I'd never heard of them. Check them out; they're really fucking good. It's kind of like Iggy Pop if his band could play better.
0: But uh, <laughs>
2: but I, I'd never heard of them, and I'm tough with new bands, and they blew me the fuck away.
0: They fucking... Opening bands too, right? Yeah. Is that weird too, being an opening band, and you're like, I get it if you don't want to watch. Oh, like the scandals? Yeah, like when you're on tour. Like I mean, you're going out with Gaslight, mm-hmm. so you're going to be opening band, and oh, we're like... going to catch some shit. It, yeah, it'll and... be it'll be fun. You know what's weird? I saw Gaslight up here a couple years ago, and the crowd sucked. Yeah. And I think not because of gaslight. Fucking love that band. and I will defend their honor to forever. Fifty Nine Sound is like one of my all time favorite albums. Tell you. Yeah. But it was it must have just been it happened to hit a night where it was like it was a Thursday, mm-hmm. so that's big thirsty Thursday for like J Wu kids and all J Wu kids were there.
2: <laughs> Johnson and Wales man, they, they ruin everything. They, they breed some of the worst.
0: And, and I hate to say, don't tell
2: Jersey, but before I ever played in a Jersey band, we always knew. Douchebags were in town if you saw a lot of mm-hmm. saw a lot of Jersey plates around the Jaywoo area. I know. Because it is like 90% Jersey kids that yeah, go it's to Yeah, Jersey
0: kids. It's a great culinary program.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my boy Adam got his degree from there. Oh, but, but, like, the business kids, what though. What the fuck?
0: Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, any college you ever visit, it's just kids from Jersey, at least in the Northeast. That's what I've always found. I yep. remember going, like, hanging out at like, Quinnipiac or whatever. Like, where are you from? Yep. Long Island, New Jersey. <laughs> Jersey what you want, kid. huh? Jersey. And they always sit in a corner and talk about how they're from Jersey. Uh huh. But I think we might be the only people not from Jersey who can be like, well, actually, I kind of like it. Well, there. now we're Jersey aficionados now. Yeah, right. I, I right. love it there. To be honest, my wife's from there. I yeah. spent a lot of time there prior to that,
2: and, and not well known. I did live there from about age three to five. Wow. Yeah. What part? Highbridge. I mm-hmm. mean, it? yeah. See, like, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't paying taxes back then. Yeah.
0: So my <laughs> knowledge of New Jersey originally was always Sussex County. I don't know if yeah. been out there. Mm-hmm. It's. Fucking gorgeous! It's, mm. it's Vermont of New Jersey. Yeah, people forget there's a, there's actually very scenic. Yeah, parts of New Jersey, and I've heard the scene was pretty great out there too. Because still small towns next to small towns, not far from New York, mm-hmm. and just they're all just weirdos yeah. making weird music, and
2: that's what keeps me going back. You know, I think you have to, right? <laughs> yeah, technically, or I we, could, I could quit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're from well, you live in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and then. You're in a band from Jersey that tours a lot. Mm-hmm. So even though it's just like a show in Jersey, you're just like, I drive four hours. I mean, yeah, yeah. And you um, know what it is? Uh, you guys make it work. For sure.
2: Well, I used to, I got really used to taking the bus because you can catch a mega bus out of, oh. out of Providence. Mm-hmm. Shoots you right down to, to New York. And Jared lives in Bayonne, which is right across the water from Staten Island. Oh, okay. So you get off in New York, one path train to Hoboken or Jersey City. And then light rail it literally two blocks from Jared's door. Oh man! So, so like some days, especially going home, coming in on the bus is kind of exciting because you are you are pumped for the show. Yeah. Leaving with a hangover and having mm-hmm. to deal with New York City and public oh, transit and yeah. the bus is kind of kind of a bummer. But uh, but surprisingly, getting in and
0: out is is not that bad and you're also playing some pretty great shows like uh that's that's the kick I'll 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 do all the boasting for you I don't <laughs> want to make you sound braggy but like yeah. I mean it's got to be a cool feeling. like oh I just going to jump on the bus I'll open it up for bouncing souls tonight or like whatever it,
2: exactly and that's the kind of thing where even when I'm complaining and if you ask any of the guys in my band you yeah. know I'd, I'm sure I do a fair amount of complaining but uh the, the it's it's always gotten better and better from 2012 i think September 2012
0: i, I first joined to now, it, it, it's grown. You've seen the world. Yeah. That's like the dream. A little bit. Most bands don't go to Europe anymore. I don't know why. Y- you should. I think that's always the thing. If you ever want to be in a band that makes money and has a career, you got to go overseas. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was my first time over
2: there in general. i would never vacationed wow. over there or nothing like that. That's
0: crazy. I just went to Europe for the first time. I was like, this is different. Yeah. No, it's awesome. I like it. Where'd you go? Italy. Italy. Tuscany. In Florence, and it was fucking it was amazing. It's Italy. Yep,
2: I wish we got to see a little more. We were in Italy. I think we did two shows in Italy, and
0: uh, oh, three actually. One was gorgeous. We were in Verona. Oh, I almost went there, but it was a Sunday. Yeah, it was like a Sunday, so we read in the guidebook. It's like everything's closed. Don't mm-hmm. even bother.
2: Yeah, Sundays are weird over there. And like, what's and not even not even Italy. Almost all of Europe. Yeah, Sunday and like is between
0: like, uh, like three and six. Things closed down. Like, some, yeah. We were in one town, Luca, like, just, there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Everything's closed down. Except drink. Yeah, bars, espresso, and gelato. Mm-hmm. I think that's not even, like, a, it's like a stereotype. It, it, it's really like that. It's cool. 100%. Well, I guess I, I always go out of order in these, these podcasts. Um, Let it roll. So we met through our good friend, uh, Dan Shields, mm-hmm. who obviously is listening. Dan's uh, a Dan. good friend. Hi, Dan. And, uh. We met, at, we got to go to the Scurvy Dog, and your girlfriend is fucking awesome. I'm sure you know that. But Thank you very much. We, me, her, and Michelle, Melissa. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I always call her Michelle for some reason. Dan's wife. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take that part out. That me, hat. Melissa, and her I ended up talking about, like, pop punk and mm-hmm. Uncle Wayne Trio for, like, a half hour. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that was amazing.
2: Well, it was, uh, I was buttering her up, too, because I'm just like, these are the best fucking people. Like, we're <laughs> we're, we're going to have a
0: ball. But I was telling Dan, I'm like, I gotta go to that scurvy dog. Oh, the dog yeah. I and then whenever we Oh, Poco Loco, the truck. Like And and Dan isn't like an emotional kind of guy, so he'll kinda of like under if you give him something. Really, like what the, makes you say that? <laughs> what do you mean, man? And then like <laughs> that was a pretty good day. <laughs> he we get, he had a burrito and he's like, So you're gonna be like and Fucking Poco Loco is really good, but I didn't expect Dan, you know, that Jersey Pride to be like, this is a good burrito. He's just like, I remember watching Dan eat it. His fucking eyes light up. He's like, this is the second best burrito I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and then he named some random place in like Syracuse or New York City or some shit. I was like, really? And then he's just like,
2: "Motherfucking fucking God, I, I can't believe how good this is. I don't remember the name, but I think I've been to the place in Syracuse. He's I hope it's not good. It's good. It's not Poco good.
0: No, it was just but, so funny. I was like,
2: "Yeah, Dan." Well, Dan's my pizza soul brother because nice slice, nice slice, and oh. and one thing that's unwavering in my band is like you know three Jersey guys. I cannot. They do not like any pizza outside of the New York, New Jersey area. Why? It's it's a thing, man. Like I know, I know you got Jersey background, but you never you lived there, right? Or never didn't? just visiting. Something about Jersey people. They're insanely. Stuck on hometown pizza, and it's good. It's, it's good, pretty good. It's the, I mean, like, there's a shop in Bayonne that that is unreal. But like, that I, if I even bring up getting pizza if we're on tour or something, it's it's not. Really? I mean, obviously, it happens sometimes, but yeah. but they are never like. Yeah, so they're pizza. not
0: like concert, At least caserdas,
2: because you can't get
0: caserdas anywhere
2: else. I'll have to bring them to Caserta's. But let's
0: say I, I wanted to bring them to Nice Slice, wouldn't happen. The slice. I mean, it's not like Antonio's where it's like little bro ear and be like yeah yeah if you're on tour every touring musician that plays providence you go to the slice of course well because it's delicious it's like it's what but you do you can't fuck, talk you're... them into it weird can't talk them into nice like got them to eat some poco and when they, uh jared and uh tommy gunn were up here i was gonna go to that show and i was working in a different job where the overnight person didn't show up so i ended up getting stuck in fucking yeah yeah asshole massachusetts for like three hours and that's where i used to work massachusetts. massachusetts, and but dan told me i had to bring him a box of pizza and hide nice slice in it and trick him into eating it and i totally would have because i was like oh i'll go nice slice and that's what's funny i've even had those guys break it down to me it's like well
2: you know it's all about the water and the real filtration system in new york city i'm like come on no, it's it's like if you just put together some good cheese some sauce and some Crust, and, and I'm not a snob, man. I'll eat Domino's. I'm not. I'm not the uh, happiest guy. to eat Domino's, you <laughs> bet. But I'll eat the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, and the slices, oh, dude. It's good. It's it's all about the sauce at Nice Slice. And that, they, that's what gets me.
0: They have a sandwich called Earth Crisis. How can you not want to go to a place that names a sandwich after Earth Crisis? I've never had their sandwiches. Never had
2: it, but I just know that you can get it to get the Earth I go Crisis. For the pizza. Yeah. It's funny too, because at one point I did have a pipe dream. I'm like I think I want to work at Nice Slice, but. I don't think I'm cool enough. I think you got to be
0: real cool. They're less dicks than they've been, at least last. When I, when I went in with Dan, I met, joked around with Dan that yeah. everywhere I went with Dan, like he went to like, Julian's and got good service, and mm-hmm. he went to like, Scurvy and getting a any lip, and like, he went to Nice Slice. And I was like, because you're more punk rock than me. That's why you get away with all mm-hmm. this shit. I was like, like, this is your people, Dan. Well, sometimes you get sized up. It's that record store look. Mm-hmm. It's the hey, man and They wonder why their industry closed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Terrible customer service, overpriced wreck. Well, I know that's not the small independent shop owners. I'm just joking. Some around. of them, though. Don't forget, uh, do you remember In Your Ear on Thayer? No, I
2: wasn't here back then. Well, we used to call um, Thayer. You've been to Thayer Street. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Thayer, but I've never uh, been to in your How here. long have
0: you lived here? Uh, three and a half, four years. Three
2: Well, there was kind of a, 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 a golden era of Thayer Street. Like, if you go now, it's food. And, like, you know, thrifty shops and then fucking urban outfitters. But yeah, I, I moved here in 04, but when I was a kid, my family's from here. So we used to come up here every summer. And Thayer Street used to have four record shops. Oh, man. Four. And, like, one I'd never even seen because it was hidden somewhere. And uh, it also had a skateboard shop, Savage oh Brothers. God.
0: Oh, man. Which was, like,
2: huge with, like, the 90s skate scene. Like, Oh, wow. And, uh, like, do you know Second Time Around? Yeah. That used to be Savage Brothers. It was just wall to wall skateboards. Shepard
0: Ferry worked at one of the skate shops around here. I bet it was Savage Brothers. I've only heard him talk about it. Yeah, because that's
2: right. It was pretty close to uh, He's a Providence Cat. He went to um... RISD? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, And uh, there used to be four record shops, Savage Brothers, and then a couple spots to eat. Uh, There used to be a Spike's Dogs, where the burrito place is now, and and uh, like it's still fun to go to because you know you got to eat every day. (laughs)
0: It's still like, but more it, ecology.
2: It's super ecology, but yeah. you used to at least be able to go and get some some tunes. I, I think the last of the good Thayer Street business, uh, what was it, Shades Plus? I never, oh wow, you never went into Shades I Plus. Never heard of that one? Well, it, it just closed. It closed oh, like a month ago. That's but it, too bad. It was like downstairs from what used to be Tom's Tracks, and like, it, oh yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of a weird spot, but like in the back corner there were always like punk shirts. Oh, that's amazing. Which was a weird thing to have, but. Tom's Tracks Upstairs, in my opinion, sucked. <laughs> I always thought that place was lame, and the dude that owned it was always a piece of shit. We used to call him Bloodhead. <laughs> he was some bald guy who yeah. had, like, a
0: age spot. Do you go to, uh, what is it, Armageddon over here and the, the other one? Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, I haven't been in a bit, and, and I've been on this. Uh, I just learned how to clean records with wood glue. Oh. Which is weird.
0: Have, have you ever look, heard of that? No. And so now, like... You just taught... Everyone listening, something great. Yeah.
2: Well, well, I'm a record nerd, but I always was weird about old vinyl. Yeah, of course. But uh, I tried this new thing out where you literally squeeze wood glue onto a spinning record. Like, even it out and let it dry. When the wood glue comes up, it takes all the shit out of the crevices. But I just went on to Armageddon's website and was looking through their inventory, and I marked down, like, $50 worth of shit that I'm just <laughs> going to go in there. and. That's I, amazing. I love digging through that place, but, like... It's tiny. Yeah, and, and I feel like I have my list together. I'm just going to hand it to him and go yeah. right, take my money.
0: It's funny. I was doing an interview with someone, who, um, an author who lives in Brooklyn, in Park Slope, and so oddly enough, a lot of people from New York don't come east and check out Little Providence because mm-hmm. my understanding is Providence used to not be the place you come to. Oh, we're a secondary market for sure. Yeah, but so I was, I was like, oh, yeah, it's really great. It's cool. And I was telling them, like where I live. I was like, I guess it's kind of like the Williamsburg where I am. It's like. I'm like I don't know I'm like walking distance from a coffee shop and record stores and like all this stuff. He's like I live in Park Slope but I don't even have that anymore. It's <laughs> like really man like and I had to like think for a second. I was like yeah I could literally walk from my apartment to Seven Stars two mm-hmm. record and two record stores in like ten minutes local. and a little farther I can go to the, co- the new comic book shop on uh, yeah. Broadway. I, I'm closer to Broadway. Uh, close I love this city
2: and and even like with the music scene whenever I hear anyone complain. Because, you know, there is a lot of bullshit, but whenever anyone's like, oh, fucking Providence, where'd the scene go? And it's like, dude, go to Ohio. (laughs) Pick any town in Ohio and and ask a kid in a jean jacket how his music scene is.
0: Even when I was in Connecticut and a thriving music scene, uh, I would complain. (laughs) All the time, I would be mm-hmm. seeing some of these like gigantic bands in tiny like bands would book tours, and Mark from uh, Manic would get them to play a hall after the tour ended in like Longford, Connecticut. Knights of Columbus halls, mm-hmm. fucking strike anywhere in VFW halls. Of, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, my God, anyone you could think of. I, uh, yeah, I just I lose my track. I thought easy. Oh, so uh, we, I was we were getting back, so we met at the Scurvy, and then we ended up talking about Folly, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind that you lived in Florida, Orlando. Mm-hmm. And I just just uh, interviewed Jeff Nagim recently. I was like, so what other cities did you guys do like really well in? Orlando was the first thing out of their mouth. No kidding. So you got, I guess you guys had a lot of love for Folly down there. So what are those times like down there for like your scene and your age? Well, I was a kid.
2: Um, so it was, it was tough for me because I moved when I was 14 or 15. And that's r- right about the age where you start to get friends that drive. So, yeah. I, you know, yeah. so it was right around where I was going to be able to explore more. But uh, the first real show I ever saw, I was 11 years old, and um, wow. uh, I went to see, there was a House of Blues in Orlando, mm. which is actually in the middle of downtown Disney, which is kind of funny. Oh, that's cool. Because it's like Mickey Mouse approved punk rock. <laughs> but uh, the first real show I ever saw was Bad Religion, Hot Water Music, and Less Than Jake. Oh, all, my God. All in one gig.
0: That's kind of such a weird the irony for that for what your life will turn into because like, <laughs> yeah you're a band influenced by many of them and then you play with bad religion you're yeah no that was full circle for sure yeah that's awesome I, that's why i love punk rock because your life can get so full circle mm-hmm. so
2: quick absolutely wow. well then that was the show that was the one where i'm just like you know what because i you know i was already playing bass and i already liked punk but that's what i'm just like i'm gonna do i'm gonna try this out wow. in disney world
0: yeah so your parents are like okay fine
2: well, I mean, like uh, uh, House of Blues is easy because they, they could just drop you off. You yeah. know, like it's not the hood. But, it's uh, Disney. Yeah, it's Disney. <laughs> but uh, there actually used to be a lot of cool shit. Like um, they used to do local shows at that House of Blues, which is funny to me because those are such big venues. Um, So we used to go for like five bucks. You could go down to House of Blues on like a weekend and, and see like five or six local bands and shit like wow, that. Wow. Remember those days? So cool. Yeah, I know. And then uh, the social is uh, one of the venues downtown, just kind of a li- in a shittier area. So that was more when I got a little older. My parents would let me go And you were there. seeing Folly Spit Valves? Folly, I saw, yeah, Spit Valves, uh, who were a local Orlando sky. I bands. didn't know
0: that because I saw them in Connecticut a lot. Spit Valves? Yeah, they toured no They'd always come up in Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, incredible. That's. It's, you know it's sad? Those bands that can mean so much to you in your youth. I couldn't tell you their music today. For I wish, sure. I wish I did. Oh, same deal. Uh, I,
2: I could maybe remember two yeah, songs. Yeah, I remember I have
0: hung out with them and yeah. like went to a thousand of their shows mm-hmm. and fucking loved Sky. And they were great. They were my first
2: example of a band who you knew were from your stomping grounds that, mm. are, that are killing it. So it's the first time it's able to go, like, here's our local heroes. Mm. And they were the ones that brought Folly in and said, like, this is the band. This yeah. is the band you should all like.
0: And Jeff said that some of those guys are still m- working in music, either in musicians in touring bands or mm-hmm. movie. I don't know exactly what, but all, there's a couple of those guys who are still making music. They're living like you run. I don't. I don't. I don't want to misquote him, but say I don't know. Like if you run like a screen printing company and then you mm-hmm. can tour. Yeah, because if you want to be mu- a lot of musicians, it's kind of a two track thing. Like yeah, like my cousin um, tours now. She was in a band called Unwound, which is way before my time. Like, they broke up my senior year of high mm-hmm. school. And so she plays in this band called Hungry Ghost from Portland. And they do some tours like from time to time. I was talking to her guitarist and he is a licensed, a private, he does private practice licensed social work. So he can do like tours for two weeks here and That's there. Because awesome. I was like, huh. Usually you don't hear that though in punk rock. It's always like, I make buttons or I own or right. a...
2: That's like actually this. exactly
0: what Jared does. Oh, yeah. He yeah. makes butt- bay-town buttons, Baytown buttons. Stuff like
2: that. By the way, everybody, Facebook search Baytown Buttons. Get your buttons taken care of by Jared for a reasonable price.
0: I'll put that right in the beginning for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. And uh, it's just funny how that works. I was like, they came, they just played the mat, and it was funny. I was like, you guys want to go to Nice Slice? They're like, she's like 40. So she's like, actually, we're looking for something vegetable heavy. <laughs> so we went to the So Antonio's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to, like, the Grange and had them. I was like, wow, touring's different when you're 40. She's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. <laughs> I believe that. It's a lot more Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But So, yeah, and so when did you move? You moved from Florida back up to Rhode Island? Yeah. um, And you were a scene kid here? Yeah, well, it it
2: was, I live in the town of Cumberland, so there there was a lot of, um, when I moved here, my main goal, I I was a freshman in high school, and my main goal was just, like, who plays what, you know? Like, I had a band in Florida, and then I'm just, like, get me into a fucking band ASAP. And I ended up meeting up with my boy, Kenny. And uh, I I actually saw a kid with drumsticks at my school. And I'm just like, who are you? And is there a kid to go with those? And he pointed me. He was kind of a metal kid. He pointed me in Kenny's direction. And me and Kenny ended up really, I always called him my first musical friend because he was the drummer for this movement. So even up till now we've been boys.
0: Are you guys still the band? This is a movement? Yes and no.
2: Side project ish. Yes and no. Yeah. We uh, that, that acoustic show with Tommy Gunn, uh, we played that. So oh, nice. I, I booked that one for Jared, so it's it wow, one of those amazing. things where I'm like fuck it,
0: let's just play. So I'm actually I'm actually Tommy Gunn's coming on the podcast, I think sometime in the next couple of weeks. Tommy Gunn? Yeah. No kidding. I don't know him super duper well, but I knew a lot of those cats who follow Folly, but then Dan mm-hmm. Dan uh, organized that one. Awesome. I told Dan like yeah, you can just be a co-host, get people on, and well, he just texts me, he's like I got this person, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One of the world's nicest guys. Yes, and I remember I met him at a party once and um was talking to him for a while about like ska, and I left my friend Amanda's like I couldn't tell you this, but uh, he's friends with Brian Fallon and the Gaslight guys. And I was like, You motherfucker. Yeah. And she's like, I didn't want you to geek out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older now, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, I have that planned, Becky geek out session for you a little bit later in this. Because <laughs> I remember watching this YouTube video of Brian Fallon at the Court Tavern uh, play, with Tommy Gunn playing um, Spring Hill Jack's Jolene and Spring Hill Jack's Ska Band from my area. which
2: Yeah, which oh. Lost City Angels branched off that
0: one. Every, so th- they're the band that like was big in their time. Broke uh, the singer died. Lost City Angels of uh Spring Hill Jack. Everyone left the band. Uh, one went to Lost City Angels. One went to the Boston's. Mm-hmm. One went to Real Big Fish. One mm-hmm. went to Lesson Jake. Real who from Lesson Jake? Jr. Isn't there two JRs in Lesson Jake? I think just the one, the kind of. I think looks it's like Cher. Jack, a
2: blonde Jack Black. He's
0: from Connecticut. He's from yep. Longford. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like this weird super group, kind of like a slapstick in Chicago kind of thing, where like the band had their thing and they broke up, and every other member went on to do <laughs> you something. Another band, huge, and like every band. I went to the reunion show, but I remember being like more freaked out. It was like Brian Fallon knows who Hill Jack is. Yeah. Well, uh,
2: yeah. No, that was funny too because I know Lost City Angels just played again at Hometown Throwdown. Yeah. And uh, I remember um, this friend of a friend posted on Facebook something like, who the fuck is this band? I'd so rather see Spring Hill Jack.
0: Uh,
2: and I, I'm not the kind of guy to like go commenting on people. No, I'm don't not that, do that. But I literally went in there. I'm like, you know what? I would have loved to have seen that band. I, yeah. I had a gig, so I was out of town. Uh, so I'm like, uh, do not talk shit, especially when like no one liked that band. I know. So be nice.
0: They were awesome. I had a friend... A long time ago, who was just, like, obsessed with them. Lost
2: City. Yeah, like, Bro- no one really knew who they were. No, and Broken World um really uh, uh, taught me how to play guitar. I loved that record. Really? I, I learned that one That's back, incredible. back to front. They they did pretty good. Yeah, well, like, just like Riverboat Gambler, same thing. Yeah. I, I'm very tough. If, if I haven't heard a band and I see them live, like, opening or something... You know, I, I sometimes I like it, but it, it's very rare that I'm just like, This is my new favorite band. Mm-hmm. And I saw Los City Angels open for Pennywise.
0: Wow. And that
2: was at Lupo's.
1: And, oh wow. And I was just
2: like, Who the fuck is this band? This band is incredible. Wow. And and I bought the C D and and then they broke up.
0: <laughs> I've had that with Lucera one time. So I'm open for Frank Turner. Oh yeah. And once Murder by Death Murder by Death opened up for Gaslight in Boston and Murder by Death loved Providence. Oh man. They should come back.
2: Since I've lived here, I've probably heard of them coming around town at least once or twice. Yeah, they do a
0: small year. venues. Uh-huh. I like I like them a lot. They're really great. Uh, so you're doing this as a movement. How do you end up in the scandals? Like, because you're live here obviously we talked about that but like you end up in a band and you're not the original bassist no as i noticed from looking at some videos well yeah (laughs) i I was
2: saying earlier um i I was friendly with all the guys mostly jared obviously he's kind of the the man in charge but um we did that tour uh the first show was dog shit like i learned my parts but i had no idea literally I, i said to jared i'm like where's sam like their old drummer, and he's like, "Oh, Polly's playing drums in this one." It's like, "Oh, hi, Polly. I'm Sean. Wow. Hi, Anthony. I'm Sean. We're gonna play tonight." And then we just got up there and played, and it was, uh, it was pretty rough, you know. But the next morning, we actually went camping. We parked the van at a campground and just kind of slept in a tent. Wow. And then the next morning, we're like, "All right, let's let's figure this all out." So like, we just took our instruments out, and like Polly played on a. Notebook. So you guys
0: were all like touring musicians, technically. I was I was pretty active in this
2: as a movement. Um, Paulie used to play. You ever hear Plan a Project? No. Old school band there on mm. AF Records, and Anthony had been in bands. Uh, he's an older guy, so he-
0: yeah. I that kind of took me by surprise mm-hmm. on the Epic Dude show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and how he didn't want to be in the scandals. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and and that's that's the Anthony humor I
2: was talking yeah, about. It was that's, very funny. But like, he was the guy that was just like, no, I'm not, I won't be full time, but I'm not going anywhere. And then yeah, he didn't go anywhere. So but
0: Jared is like, he's steering the ship. Yeah. yeah. Good it, it, for that kid. You know, I've heard nothing but amazing things about all of you guys. Because like, mm-hmm. I went to New Brunswick once to see Dan play, and you guys were playing somewhere else. Every this is Memorial Day weekend everyone had a scandals t-shirt on and just had nothing but nice things to say about you guys That's awesome I'll just and, like and now the dirt <laughs> it, well, not,
2: not even dirt well uh, but like me getting in the band was the kind of thing where we did that tour we had a ball and then uh I think we had like a show we had a show
0: with Sam I Am at the Court Tavern after Holy that. Holy fuck, Sam I Am. you we a Sam I Am guy. Oh my god, I had a used to have this DVD. It was like called Punk Rock Vids. Mm-hmm. Literally a DVD. MXPX Sam I Am yep. Slick Shoes, uh, Josie, the single on Bleak 22, Two Before. Yep. Damn it, mm-hmm. and all these stuff. My and an MXPX Chick Magnet. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. And my dad bought it for me because. My dad's the man. Yeah, I guess there's no nuts a good pick. Yeah. And I was like, thanks. Sam Dad. I Am are on there. Oh man. I gotta
2: say, man, I'm not cool. I didn't I didn't know when I heard about that show. I'm like, oh yeah, Sami, weren't they a thing? <laughs> like <laughs> that's I, how I would feel now. Yeah. But yeah, the people that like Sam AM are crazy about Sam Am. Yeah. Cool cool dudes. And and I think it was after that show because I drove in and that was right after um the hurricane that happened oh, shit. In, in Jersey. So I drove in like blackout, no lights. Wow. Like it was it was bizarre. But I think it was after that show and Jared was talking about shows coming up. I'm like, I think uh I think I'm in the band now. Oh. It, uh, like there wasn't a cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh
0: yeah, it happened. But that's amazing.
2: But the the whole court tavern scene, it 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 feels like home.
0: Yeah, you know? it's uh it was cool being down there and like New Brunswick is a legendary scene, and yep. I've heard it dissipated, and now it kind of feels like it's back. 100%, I'd say. And and it, it was funny, too, because the I'd
2: say the first four or five times we played the court, I felt weird. You know, because, like, Anthony's got boys down there. Uh, paulie has got his people down there. Uh, Jared might as well own stock in <laughs> in the bar. And, uh, you know, I'd, I had people I'm friendly with, but, like, these aren't my lifelong best friends. Yeah. So, over time... You know, it went from feeling weird to literally I play shows in my town, in Providence, and I don't feel the same feeling I feel in New Brunswick. That's my home, you know? Yeah, that's funny. So it's kind of where
0: I feel right now down there. It's a good place to feel right. Yeah. You know? Legendary fucking bands come on out of there. Absolutely. You know, I think, is it Tucker from Thursday is now playing drums for... Dancing with the Stars or American Idol or something like that? It wouldn't surprise me because he, yeah.
2: he um Smart we dude. actually drove him. I'm trying to think of the band. Is it, I, I want to say Get Involved. There was a band they played in Brooklyn called Get Involved, mm. and it was Tucker and some other guys, and those guys make their money by supporting, I forget the name of the group. The Wanted?
0: Maybe. It's Boy Band. Of, yep, yep, like a Justin Bieber thing. It's him and then like the guy from Head Automatica.
2: Yep, and, uh, and it was something where I think Jared... Drove them all like they needed a van. He
0: them Yeah, there's up. a lot of stories. But like, I love you know, that.
2: I fucking love that. Yeah, I, man. I always said, man, if Miley Cyrus or Britney Spears needs a bass player, all fucking day. Yeah. Are you kidding me. I'll, I'll you take
0: hear that those check. stories of, like the Backstreet Boys drummer was like one of the best drummers in the world, or yeah. <laughs> like number eight ranked drummer. Would, like wouldn't surprise me. People say being a musician it means a lot of things. It's the, not
2: just being in a band. Hundred percent. These days, any musician that is able to cut it,
0: do it, man. Yeah, and not tour 900 days a year. Yeah. Dude, not do 900 well, I tour shows. 900 days a year with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. <You> no <know> way <laughs> that level of touring, too? I mean, yeah. hey, she's going to fucking party. Hotel. And then you have, like, assholes like the Eagles who complain about touring, and they're like, private jet to fucking yep. hotel oh, suite yeah. hotel
2: for California. a week
0: to another fucking hotel. Fuck, though. The Eagles piss me off, man. They're fucking did you, watch, did you watch their biography? No, I heard I needed to. All right, don't get me wrong.
2: I, I am an Eagles fan. I think the Eagles, are, are uh, their, their 70s stuff is unbelievable. And, uh, and I got to say, like the guitar work in Hotel California.
0: Oh, the, uh, of course. Know, great. Uh, it, it's good. But, but that's also 30, 40 years ago. Of
2: course. They put out this like three or four hour documentary and it's two parts. So it's pretty much part yeah. one is start of the band to when they broke up. Part two is them getting back together to now. Part one is phenomenal. It's just them getting doing drugs, fucking mm. around, writing number ones, and then part two is just now we're old and jaded and fuck you. Where's my money?
0: And then it, <laughs> it was, yeah,
2: it was bad. Literally, you got um, I know Glenn is one of the songwriters, and yeah. then who's the the actual guy that's Don talented? Henley? Don Henley. Yeah, Glenn seems to think he's on Don Henley's level, and I remember th- the whole discussion was their guitar player quit because Don and Glenn said to the rest of the guys, we're the songwriters, we're the reason why tickets are being sold, so we're going to make this much, and you'll be hired guns. Oh, my God. And literally, Glenn, this is on the DVD, and Glenn's going, well, we wrote the hits, why wouldn't that be a problem? <laughs> you know. And I'm sitting there in my chair like, wow. Like, you know, I loved this documentary, why you got to punch me in the gut like that?
0: Wow. Like, uh, It's uh, weird how a band's personality can really make you like not like them or dislike them. Yeah, 100%. Like Thursday was just always known for being the nicest human beings yep. in the world and makes you love Thursday. Yeah. Folly, that's like one of the many reasons I still love that band and maintain like friendships with those guys. Just good dudes. 100%. Thankfully their music was great but there's bands but I remember I've seen bands and like, yeah, I've seen opening band make or break and if just, you know, not everyone needs to be wonderful and great to you and people have their off days blah, blah, blah. But then um, they just like, they come like an opening band comes into your, hometown scene and like gets in a fight or some shit yeah that's bullshit that's happened actually there was this really I don't know how big they were There's this band they came to Connecticut and they got a bad name they are called No Hollywood Ending they were like a small jersey band but for whatever reason I had their record and some kid from Connecticut like started a fight with them and then they never came back and I was like Mm -hmm. no it's not even their fault yeah they were okay actually I remember really liking them I don't know I haven't listened to them in a long time there's a lot of bands like that I remember liking a lot of things and then going back and being like it's a revolving door. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? Um, but, like, the scandals, you guys are, like, in a, you're in a fucking cool place. Like, it, you guys must know it, right? <laughs> and without, and I don't want to come off, like, having, like, an ego. Oh, hold on. Someone, my wife's home. Let's gotta Say hi. Okay. Yeah, we take a little break. I, oh, yeah. I can go. And, and we're back. And Yeah, I'll it back in. Well, that's kind of funny. So, like, I, yeah, because I don't want to come off like bragging but like you guys are in a band you know it's a weird thing the ego is a very strange I I find it is a very strange thing and I find this with myself like doing the podcast mm-hmm. where it's like there's this part of me that like I don't want to like talk about it and you don't want to talk about too much but you put in enough time and effort into something that you're not getting that much money for me I'm getting no, no money out of this it's just a passion project mm-hmm. and then it's weird it's like you you don't want to come off as braggy but like fuck you, you put in a fucking ton of work and rearrange your entire life to be in that band you should be like fuck yeah, I'm in a band. But you got to walk that line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the fucking uh, David Lee Roth, and then there's like mm-hmm. Fugazi. <laughs> right. So I don't know what the the, the what the fucking medium is, but you guys are obviously aware. Yeah, well, I mean... You he, wouldn't make the life cho- choices you're making. It, it's obvious how...
2: I mean, I said earlier like what, what keeps me going back is that it keeps getting better.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll I, I, I pref- I process it for you so you don't have to do that stupid blah, blah, blah... Mm-hmm. you guys have put in the work and you've put mm-hmm. in them fucking man Thank hours you. and the DIY everything and everything mm-hmm. you were having, there's no one would say that it's not deserved. Thank you. So, and it's, it must be weird if you have to say it like, well, we work really hard. Like, you fucking do. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. there's no question about that. I don't think anyone would even say that. So before the argument could even get made. Yeah. Squashed. L- but l- it should be good. Enjoy this shit.
2: Thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's been great. I mean, you know, I... Uh... The what? The
0: white one? I'm keeping this in. <laughs> <laughs> the wife came in looking for the laundry.
2: Call now if you know where the hamper is. <laughs> Four days ago and you, you could win two free tickets to the laundry, Matt. Caller number five. But uh, um, Ego knocked down. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, from my... The first real band I was in was the Jesse Minute, and that's when I learned... I was, like, 18, and that's, wow. what, that's when I learned, okay... Like I see it, I I feel like it's kind of a bit of a problem where bands sit at home and go, "Where's our record deal?" Mm-hmm. You know, like I I I know of plenty. I won't say mm-hmm. out, out of this very city that just seem to want to be the biggest thing in Providence and then wonder where their record deal is. But they
0: don't put in the work,
2: exactly. And, and the Jesse minute was the first time it's like, "Here's our van, and we're gonna wow. go on tour." Uh, uh, and we we did a lot. I think the Jesse minute did. A hundred shows one year and for for Damn. for a dumbass I, I don't even want to say that because that that's where I cut my teeth, but I mean like a bunch of dumbass kids that don't know any better, yeah, uh we ate a lot of shit, but that's when I learned you gotta eat shit mm-hmm.
0: you, it,
2: without playing to nobody, you can't appreciate playing to three thousand you know yeah and and even the scandals, even a lot of the early tours, you do a lot of gigs a, a small empty room, and you got to give it the same show you'd give it to a big room.
0: How do you do that, though? Beer. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a really great quote from BB King: "Is uh, I get paid to travel, I play for free." Yeah, is that no, fair? Absolutely,
2: and, and uh, like, okay, so even Europe, especially, like uh, some shows were crazy, huge. Other shows were kind of small. But when the fuck did I ever see myself playing at? Uh, in the middle of Germany. Never. It's or so, going to Germany. Exactly. So it, it it's that whole thing that humbles a good show and a bad show. There's been bad shows, you know. But, like, from the Jesse Minute to This is a Movement, the scandals, it, it's familiar territory, touring and, like, dealing with all that. But for the first time, uh, I'm starting to see something come out of it. And that feels good because I didn't go to college. Yeah. You know, I I didn't go to college on purpose because I knew I wanted to play in a punk band. Uh and I always worked a job that I could give up at any moment to tour. And right around the scandals is probably the brokeest I've ever been. We we went wow. to Austin, Texas for South by Southwest and I sold my drum set. Jesus. I sold my guitar. I had a really nice Marshall head that I sold and, and that was all just so I could get in that van and and do it.
0: Wow. So you're not trust fund babies. Hell no! <laughs> wow, I mean, even now with you don't have to say, I always encourage people not to say where they work just to be smart. Mm. You mean I don't know if people know this about you. I, I'm going to guess people listening to this episode probably never listen to the show. I'm more that's that's part of the reason I love it. I don't um, care talking talk about work. Uh, oh yeah, that's cool, but you have a job. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if we were joking around before we started the like, we started recording and you're yeah. we like, oh, I work from home and I work on the road and I work at Jared's apartment. I was like, oh, that that's an interesting part of touring. It's like, yep. <laughs> working <laughs> yeah well and, and it's the kind of thing where i mean
2: with the band it's kind of ad nauseam or it's like oh he's on the fucking computer again but uh I, I work for i'm a contractor for google so i do like website evaluation it, it's a bunch of bullshit man. yeah and but uh but i literally it was it was kind of dumb i was sitting at home unemployed and i typed into google uh, kind of foreshadowing. Yeah. Best work at home jobs. And it was a Huffington Post article. Huh. And one of them was search engine evaluator. Wow. And it said, like, just work at home. You just need Wi Fi and you're all set. And, uh, and you have to pass some weird test. I passed the test. I got the gig. And it honestly, that job has defined what's
0: kept me above water. Yeah. You're you able know? to do the band.
2: Yep. I Where? go go to Jersey and work. I can work on the road. Oh, so man, that's great. I try and do like if we're on tour, I'll try and do at least
0: four hours a day. Of, wow, of work, work. Are you the only one in the band with a job? Job like that
2: in that sense? Well, Paulie um, is a rep for a lot of skate companies. He oh, like
0: so he's got a cool job.
2: Yeah, yeah, his his job's pretty cool, and he um, he does a lot of stuff on the road. Like yeah, he'll make calls, and that's
0: uh, such a new idea, right, for bands in this because that isn't possible twenty that's years. The ago. way to do it, and, T- and talking about. Pre internet, like for bands, sure, like my cousin or even early folly tour, or uh, I had near the flaming tsunamis on talking about like mm-hmm. postcards and payphones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. uh, no, it's 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 funny
2: because uh, you hear bands talk about like back in my day, but for real, I I can't imagine how you could play show like I'm in the age of computers and I've showed up to gigs I'd booked and had the guy go, Who are you? I've never, there's, yeah, there's no show. So I, I can't imagine oh how often that that happened back in the day when uh, when there was no internet, nothing, just yeah. a phone call. Oh, my you know? God.
0: And so you're doing the scandals. Um, how did you react when you heard you're going to Europe? Like, come on, that's got to be. Oh, we were working on it for a bit. Um, the
2: inspiration, I think, came from our boys in Burning Streets, who are a Boston band. Oh nice uh, the Fucking awesome That tour The September tour Where I first joined the band yeah. that, that was with them
0: Oh cool And
2: they had already been Once or twice So they were kind of The inspiration of like Yeah just go You know
0: You so, don't need like Anyone to do that You just go to You Europe. need a label Yeah pretty, I know pretty, a- You need backing And I learned on the other podcast That's why you guys put out That record So you can go do a tour In Europe Right It was kind of a mishmash yeah. but,
2: but like Once we started seeing The routing And it, and it kind of became real It was it was pretty crazy that is so fucking cool. Europe. It's cool. I think we're going back. I think we're going back in May or June. Oh, wow. And
0: never been in your life before that?
2: Nope. Nope, never been. I went to Canada with this band, and that was actually technically my first time out of the country. Oh, my God. So so this band took where, me to Canada, and then... Where in Europe did you guys go? It's It was a lot of Germany, but we ended up making stops in uh, Czech, uh, Hungary, Budapest, uh, which which is hungry right yeah, yeah <laughs> you're right. okay I was looking at you yeah, uh I think that sounds right there's a lot of it blurred together uh Italy a little bit of France uh Austria and uh I know I'm missing a couple uh what's the one that's like a city country Monaco Nope. I, I sent my grandma a postcard from there
0: Aw. it's <laughs> uh, not Vatican City
2: no it's uh Oh, it's gonna kill me. City uh, country. I have no idea. What the hell's it called? I Luxembourg. So. Oh, Luxembourg. Good Lux. The city country. So how
0: does your is your family react to it? They must be ecstatic that you get to see the world. Yeah, yeah. The, they've been supportive. Um, my, I've
2: I've had to tell my mom to stop liking things on Facebook.
0: Yeah, I think that's everybody.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they were cool about it. It it um my friends threw me my, my friends from up here threw me a going away party, which yeah. is cool because it, it was a long time. It was maybe six weeks about. Wow, just the longest I've ever been on tour.
0: I've never been away home for that long in my life. It it gets a little crazy. I can't even imagine. It,
2: and and next time I I really want to see a lot more because it, it's yeah. tough. Some of the some of the ones like Czech, for instance, uh, we were in uh, Prague. Yeah, which is fucking gorgeous, like beautiful, beautiful town. Yeah, and uh, we rolled in, loaded into the gig, sound checked, and then like maybe explored for an hour and a half,
0: and then you leave the night right after.
2: Yeah, then we went to sleep somewhere, and then we're gone the next morning. Yeah. So next time, I really want to drink in a lot more. Mm,
0: absolutely. But uh, but it w- it was an experience. Oh yeah, and uh, I think when I saw we were at- after we left the hot club, you were just talking about how you were just in L.A. Mm-hmm. You guys opened up for Bad Religion. Yeah. How did you guys get on with all this stuff? Are you guys on a label? Uh, we're on Gunner Records in Europe. Uh, and which, Red Bull loves
2: you. Yeah. And Re- it's funny because I've said it myself. I'm like, Red Bull's done more for us than a label would anyway. Mm-hmm. But we're... Uh,
0: Do you need labels anymore? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we're open to it
2: if anyone wants to put our record out. <laughs> but we're, um, we're a Red Bull sound select band. Um, so what that is is... Um, Red Bull pretty much uh, hooks us up with certain things that, like, uh, kind of helps to build bands. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of the first things they did with us was we opened for Newfound Glory in the Mezingers in Atlantic City.
0: Oh, man. Which that was that cool. Was fucking, I would pay to go to that yeah. show.
2: And, like, I was talking about uh, when I saw Bad Religion for the first yeah. time. That was House of Blues. So, yeah. like, that was definitely full circle. That was my first time in a House of Blues. But, um... Uh, And then Red Bull's done a couple of things. They did uh, Bouncing Souls at the Court Tavern. Mm -hmm. That was a Red Bull show. Um, They did a bunch of music videos for us. Uh, So they push, you know. It's the kind of thing where, I mean, they're all great people. They've never once asked us to, like, wear a Red Bull T-shirt or say the slogan, you know. So it's not even and like...
0: I bet you would. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it, it
2: depends, you know. Yeah, it, it but like the As we just said, Red Bull five times. Yeah, Red Bull, Red Bull. Red, red Bull, go red, red Bull. Try the new flavors, by the way. I really like the red one. It's delicious. You really do? Well, I, I, I'm a Jaeger guy, so I do love oh, yeah. Red Bull. But, <laughs> hey, you but know what? No, I was throwing in a little pitch there. But, yeah, uh, hey, Red Bull will hear this. But, but no, they, they, they've been really great with us, and... We knew LA was coming up. Like, we knew they were just like, oh, the, we got this LA showcase. We're going to fly guys out for us. We were all kind of pumped. Wow. We didn't know who we were playing with. And I was a little afraid it was going to be something weird. Yeah. You know, sometimes rock music, sometimes just being like, you're going to open for a big rock band. Like, we were going to open for, I don't know, I'm trying to think of someone kind of lame. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Nickelback? Perfect example. That's, that's the go-to. Which okay. I'll take that paycheck,
0: but like, it'd be yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's really? the go-to. Okay, to they, shit on Ben. Exactly. Even though I think the people I've heard are actually really like nice people. Yeah. They're in on the joke. They probably buy dinner. I hope they're in on the joke. Yeah, I, I heard something of them talking like, if people didn't hate us, we wouldn't have careers. It's like, wow, oh. <laughs> it's true. But uh, they, we knew that was coming up,
2: and then the day they announced it was bad religion, like. Uh, I'm so nerdy that the whole band bust my balls. I'm, yeah, I'd bad religion nerdy. I'm probably the their biggest fan like, like in a nerdy way. you know, I've met yeah. a lot of my a lot of people I respect and love. Bad religion are the one band that's like mm-hmm. I turned into a six year old girl. But when Jared uh, sent me the text and like it was like a screenshot of the email with the headliner, he was just like, uh, I forget what he said, but it was pretty much like uh, you owe me, <laughs> you know, big time. Oh, but, wow. but that was unreal. Cause we're, we're talking like my all-time favorite band. What
0: I venue know. was it? It was at the Mayan Theater. Oh, my God. In, uh, you know that place? Uh, I think the format did live at the Mayan. They did because I saw that YouTube video. I was yeah. Trying, I was oh my, trying that's to, a famous theater. That's a very famous theater. Yeah, I
2: found out uh, LA's a wacky place. And there yeah. was a guy on the fucking airplane that like saw my guitar. and would be like, oh, you know, what are you doing in the city? And I'm like, oh, playing at the Mayan, whatever. And he's like, oh, they filmed uh, the Doors movie there. Oh. I guess a lot of the live performances were. Oh from my there. goodness, I did yeah. know that.
0: Yeah, I started watching this documentary called uh, "Los Angeles Plays Itself," and mm-hmm. it was like all footage of where they filmed stuff in LA. I got about twenty minutes into it, but it's really cool. <laughs> That's usually what happens. Yeah, to wacky, me.
2: wacky, wacky place. <laughs> It'd never but,
0: been. But it,
2: th- the other thing is, Bad Religion are a tough band to open up for. That's not fair. I knew. I I know, and I, it
0: really is not because I've fair. grown
2: up seeing the bounce. Uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Bad Religion. And one of the funnier moments were I saw – I've probably seen Bad Religion maybe 15 to 17 times. Wow. Too many. Too many. No, that,
0: a, that no, that's amazing. A nerdy amount. Yeah. Uh,
2: but I, one particular show is with the Briggs, and this is in Boston, and the Briggs are awesome. And just the crowd was statues. And I remember being in the crowd like, I really like the Briggs. And at the same time in my head, it's like, yeah, but when's Bad Religion getting on? Yeah. Same thing when I saw Bad Religion of the Bouncing Souls. and I love the I couldn't see the Bouncing Souls any day.
0: Is it weird to be peers of theirs now? Of uh, Bad Religion? Of Bouncing Souls. Like, if you're out and you ran into them, they would stop and talk to you because, like, yeah. hey, Sean.
2: Yeah, no, they're cool, guys. You know, that has got to be, like, a little always bit of a response. Like- it's cool. And, and the funny thing with them is it, it went from weird, because I used to be a Rhode Island guy touring down there. Yeah. So the thing about Asbury Lane's, if you go to Asbury Lane's on any given night, someone from the Bouncing Souls, Pete O'Brien, or, or might damn possibly be having a drink at the bar. Yeah. So when I first saw them there as like a eighteen year old in the Jesse Minute, yeah. it was kinda like,
1: Oh my god, this is it bouncing? Souls, oh shit.
2: And I'm from out of state, and I've oh, yeah. seen it. Like uh, I've had buddies' bands go down there. It's like, oh my god, is that the guy from the Basic Souls? And now it's like, I hey Sean. No, it's just oh, there's Pete. Hey Pete, you know, and give him a hug. And That's but cool. it's it, it's it's the kind of thing where like now that I'm in the Jersey scene in a way, mm-hmm. it's almost funny because if you even bring it up as a joke, even it's I was like, oh bouncing souls over there my girlfriend's funny because she'll bust my balls yeah she yelled at pete once we were at a house party and he was there <laughs> and it was some weird thing where everyone was going out the window to like smoke on the roof and she really had to piss and for a small girl she 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 gets violent and she's <laughs> drunk and she's slamming on the bathroom door and then like pete and a bunch of people come out the door and she looks at him and goes like i have to fucking pay and, the, and, the, and then Pete just looked like completely scared and just kind of walked away from the situation. Afterwards, I'm like, you know you just bitched out Pete from The Bouncing Souls? She's like, who's Pete from The Bouncing Souls? <laughs>
0: Your girlfriend didn't seem to know about any of this uh, world. Which she, yeah, she's a little younger. She's not as punk rock. It, which must be kind of nice because it's like you're actually together because you like each exactly.
2: other. Exactly. And, and, and would I really want to date someone that liked all the stuff I liked? Cause yeah. That, that wouldn't be. But, but I loved that. Because, like, so many people would, like, suck up or just, like, yeah. change their attitude. But she's just like, who the fuck even was that? Who like cares? I, I choose the bad. I just want to take a piss. Yeah. She's so. fucking, that's I li- amazing. I liked that.
0: I saw Bad Religion in Jersey once, and I met Bruce Springsteen there. At the Bad Religion show? Yeah, fucking uh, Starland. Good for Bruce. Folly was opening up. so I No kidding. Down. Folly and... Good for Bruce. The Briggs sound like, maybe it was the Briggs, I don't know. And Bruce just hanging. No kidding. He was standing next to me in the bar. And I froze and went, oh, and we just clanked beers and went back to it. And then I found out later, they're like, oh, yeah, he's always here. When he's not touring, he just hangs. Yeah. That's Runs a bad religion. Like, he's just like that guy. It's like,
2: that's one of those ones. Yeah. Bruce. Like, Bruce, I don't get too weird. But if I, if I did happen to run into Bruce. Yeah. It's kind of thing. Like when, you know, it would make someone else shit their pants. Mm-hmm. You have to appreciate it. A it's little Bruce. It's not,
0: I'm honestly not the biggest Bruce guy. No, me neither. But it's Bruce. Bruce. Yep. Exactly. But it's fucking Bruce Spring, And it was a bad religion show. It wasn't his concert. It was a bad religion concert. And I find that pretty cool like, that you know he went to Hank. You know who they are? I heard his son was in a ska band yep. at one point, who was a big fan of Catch-22 and all that stuff back in the day. Yeah.
2: Um, I heard, because I think his kid is into punk rock. And uh, Or is it Max Weinberg's son? Max Weinberg's son was the guy that played in Against Me. What? Yeah. Jay Weinberg.
0: No fucking
2: way. Mm-hmm. He was in the band for for a bit.
0: What? I
2: like, uh, are you an Against Me guy? Yeah. They had, whatever, the original drummer Warren was in it for the long haul. Now he's in, so he left. Yep, then it was George from Hot Water Music for mm. a bit, and then it was uh, Jay Weinberg.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: Yep, and now it's, um the fuck's his name? The guy, he was in, the original
0: Angels and Airways drummer. Oh, okay. I forget his name. He's Not r- Tom Delong. No. I had, um... John Malio on here, he plays in Dead Bars, and his band put out a split with uh, Warren's new band. They're on uh, No Idea Records. No shit. He's a Jersey guy. He used to be in Red Light, Green Light. Uh, Warren? Uh, John, John. Okay. John Malio. But you, cool. You probably know, I know you I know I you've heard Rick. Red Light, Green Light. You know Derek, right? Derek Riley? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. VIP Derek. Yeah. <laughs> He's what a fucking nice-ass dude. 100%. And I remember, I'm, you know, I don't, these are, I haven't seen him in years, but Like I knew him, and then... I met him at an after party at the Houston Calls House once, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you guys should come play my college." So like, we emailed, and I brought his band up to play my school. Really nice guys. And then like, years later, I, uh, two years later, I ran into him at a show, and he's like, "Hey man, thanks for having us in Vermont. Am I keeping you too long? I didn't even think of that. Are you? Oh on no, 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 not at all. Oh, not cool, at all. Cool, cool. No worries. Don't yeah. worry about that. I've been uh, I want to get him on, but I, I'm a, a rambler like, myself, so this. Turns when I first turns met way you way that night, I'm like, oh, he'd be easy to talk to. Yeah." <laughs> It's the, it's uh yeah uh, he, he's a there, I think he plays an ensign I heard now Edson? yes, yeah, and um uh this whole thing,
2: he's the drummer now, uh my boy Corey played with them for a while too, but there's actually it would be definitely smart to mention their uh
0: bass player Nate, actually, I was gonna ask you when we put it up, I was gonna do the intro if people mm-hmm. wanted to donate money to that yeah, no, so you've seen that. Yeah, um, you know what? Don't even know that kid at all. Yeah. And everyone I know on my Facebook is blowing it up. For sure. And, and yeah. I, I met him
2: once. We did like a weekend with Ensign. And uh, Nate was the nicest fucking dude. And, and yeah. th- there's so many people behind him. And uh, I, I wasn't super close with the guy, but I was able to play with him a bit. Amazing bass player, great dude. And uh, everything that just came out, he got stomach Some, cancer. Oh, my God. And I, they started the GoFundMe site. Yeah, um, making sure I had my facts straight, and oh, uh, oh, cool, yeah. And I was blown the fuck away with the reaction of got. Yeah, what is it like? Ten grand? I, I'm checking right now. No, ten. Multiply that by ten. Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm checking right now where it's at. But uh, yeah, I, I was gonna hundred thousand dollars. No, it's actually. I'm sorry. It's at one hundred and seven thousand
0: dollars. Wow. So I personally don't know this person. Yeah, but I mean, I feel connected to that community enough, and that makes For sure. me really happy. It, it made me so proud. Not that he's Ill. It, well,
2: of course, but it, it made me so proud to be part of a scene that that'll support
0: someone. You guys did when they something too. It. I saw Jared put out an acoustic song. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I the... was really touched by that. Like, yep. My mom had cancer twice. For sure, like, we all know people. I've had. We all. It's a sad world. We all know someone who had cancer. Absolutely. and who's died of cancer. It's Absolutely, just, it's disgusting.
2: And it, it it felt like watching the best football game you've ever seen because mm-hmm. every time I checked this website it'd be up thousands more and thousands oh. more and, thousands. and And it's and it's amazing to see and it made me proud to yeah. be a part of that kind of scene. That's beautiful. Because like, like I said I, I wasn't born and raised in the Jersey scene but yeah. I'm definitely in the thick of it. And yeah, uh,
0: The Jersey scene's so great because no one there's a lot of people part of it who aren't Jersey's a small state. A lot of New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, New York, Island. especially. Big brother. Just yeah. like, you know, you're all part of Philly. You know, you're still uh, part of it. That made me, and I was really touched to see you guys did that too. And, like, I don't even know this person. And I was like, I was getting, like, moved. I was like, I'm glad to see that camaraderie still exists in that world. Yeah. It made me really happy. 100%. 100%. I don't know if he ever hears it. I don't know you, man, but best of luck. Yeah. It was just, that was really beautiful. For um, sure. Fucking Derek knows everybody.
2: A VIP Derek. <laughs> He, he's the kind of guy that'll just be there, just like
0: there's quiet there. too.
2: Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, he always, always, he always, uh, he's always actually really. Every time I see him, I always remember. It. I'm like, yeah. Still remember me? Was he quiet
2: when you were talking to him? Well, he plays in a band called uh Jaguar Shark.
0: I fucking great name.
2: Yeah, I, I like them a lot, and I know he plays the bottom feeder. Yep, and we're putting out a split with Jaguar Shark. Yeah, it's oh, I saw that. Yeah, and, and I think it's done. Done. I know we just got the vinyls. Are
0: you covering their songs and vice versa?
2: We did a song of theirs. They did a song of ours, and then an original each.
0: That's one of my favorite hardcore punk rock things of all time. Yeah, I still have a Snapcase voice sets fire split, mm. where uh, uh, Snapcase does vehicle, and they yep. do a Snapcase song. I don't know why. I just fucking love that yeah. shit so fucking much. I love the Hot Water Alkaline Trio one. Oh, that's a to die for. Unpopular opinion,
2: I feel. The radio cover by Hot Water mm-hmm. kicks the shit out of the Alkaline Trio.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I'm with you that way. A lot
2: of people have been like, you're you're out of your fucking mind. Oh, like, I f- no way. Fucking. It's all about Chris and Chuck. He does like an extra melody on that riff. Ding, ding, ding,
1: ding,
0: ding, 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 and I always loved that. Oh, man. I, lo- I love but. that they're back. Oh, yeah. And I heard one of them's playing when Senses Fail and the other guy's in uh, Strike Anywhere now. Yeah, I don't Strike Anywhere. Which guy? I don't know who's who. You know? Do you listen? There's an amazing podcast, especially if you're on the road, called Going Off Track. Mm-hmm. Benny Horowitz of uh, guest like guest hosts it all the time. No kidding. It's Stephen Smith. He was on Stephen's Entire Rock Show and mm-hmm. Fuse. And Jonah Bear. He plays United Nations. And they get nothing but like comedians, and musicians, and like no so shit. Jonah's sisters on SNL, I Vanessa check Bear. That out. and they get like the recent episode was uh, Mineral. Mm. <laughs> like they just have like it'll be like Fred Armisen and then like. Uh, John Nolan, and then no shit Benny, Benny host, guest hosts a bunch of them. That's dope. Oh, it's such a great podcast. Let's I love, I out. love it. I've heard all the Thursday Cats on there, senses fail, uh-huh. strike anywhere, hot water. I'm sure they'll pull you in somehow. <laughs> no, they should. Say. If um, Jonah hears this,
2: go ahead and open beer number three now.
0: I saw Victoria is like, "We're both gabbers." She's like, "Oh boy, that's <laughs> 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 <No>, good." <laughs>
2: this podcast brought to you by Miller High Life beer. Oh, man, the champagne. Was
0: wish someone would give me money. <laughs> yeah. I was just joking around with the uh, Epic Dude guys when we were recording. And they're like, yeah, you know, we would maybe take sponsors. And Brian had this, like, well-thought-out plan about how he'd run to get like, some music thing, whatever. I was like, yeah, I'd take money from Felt Morris at this point. <laughs> just yeah, like, hey. Hey, fuck it. <laughs> I'm not looking for money, but if it's getting offered. uh, <laughs> well,
2: there, there was a guy, there was a kid in Germany. This is a really funny day. It was a festival. And he, like, I was smoking Marlboros. And he... Uh, he just comes up to me and goes, they're very political in Europe. And he goes, you know, um, Philip Morris supports slavery. (laughs) And I'm just looking at him and I'm like, okay. And he just like rambled on forever about like, uh, Philip Morris is such a racist company, and like smoking these Marlboros, I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry about that. And then he goes, "Hey, can I bum one?" <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't point out the irony that you were in Germany. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, you'd you'd be surprised. It's insanely.
0: I've heard that it's very sensitive.
2: Obviously, it's a different Germany, but yeah, like like especially issues of race, and especially in punk rock, its yeah. racism is not tolerated.
0: Which I'm not, not that here. I'm looking for a place where it is. Yeah. No. No. I understand. My friend Ryan. Uh, goes there for work all the time. Yep. Actually, I've heard Germany. And he's gone to like all over, but he's, he went to like some town called Dusseldorf. He said it was one of the coolest places that have been in his That's life. where I
2: flew in, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's just like, you would just like, he's like, you hear about beer fest everywhere you go. Yep. It's just beautiful. They're Economically, it's supposed to be thriving. Yeah. It's a really great place to be. Well, I also
2: always thought... Like Nazi punks, fuck off! Like you know, if you went to a hot topic ten years mm-hmm. ago, you'd always see like anti-Nazi pins and stuff. Yeah, and I remember always thinking, like as a kid, I'm like, you know, in the '80s, this was a problem. If you were in Boston, uh, if you were a part of '80s hardcore in Boston, you might find like like a skinhead, a white power skinhead. Yeah, I'm in Connecticut. And I'm sure I'm. Sure it's yeah. out there, you know, yeah. and and like generally in the punk scene, the reaction to that was kick this fucking guy's ass. This isn't yeah. tolerated here. So. Growing up uh, in the late nineties, early millennium, you never saw any skinheads in Cumberland, Rhode Island. So I always thought it was kind of funny the anti, like Nazi crossed out stuff around here, because it's like that's kind of a non-issue these days. But then I found out we played one particular town in Germany that was literally had signs in the city that said, um, "Not what did it say?" It, It was pretty much like. Immigrants get out. Like we want a pure Germany. Like like that. Yeah, there's the
0: that kind of shit is still around. Golden Dawn party in Greece, which is they're Nazis. No kidding, yeah. Literal Nazis. But, now, I can't speak enough because I don't know enough about it. Yep, yep. Vice did some great uh, stuff about here, it. Same here,
2: yeah. That was just another day in Europe. Yeah, but, you're like, uh. but it blew me away because, like, nah. one day we were touring with a band called The Uprising and, and one particular day we stopped for gas or something and one of them got out all pissed off. Like, he just, like, oh, fucking, he ran out of the van. And just, like, snapped the sign into, and it's in German, I can't read it, and threw it in a trash can. And we're like, what's that? He's like, oh, this political party, I forget the name. He's like, fucking racist piece of shit. Wow. And, like, as a German punk, he, he felt like fuck This, you know, I'm taking care that's of this amazing. right now, yeah. And like, it, it, it's exciting to see because it's like, like I said, I didn't grow up with that kind of yeah, thing, yeah. Like, uh, that's the kind of place where you're like, okay, yeah, Nazi punk, fuck off. Yes, yeah. that's
0: <laughs> this is a thing, yeah. Well, let we'll me just make this clear here. We are Sean and I are anti Nazi, yeah. Oh, a yeah. no way, are we pro Nazi? Oh, punk. yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think anyone, I'm just kidding, uh, yeah. That's I remember meeting a Nazi. And I just didn't know how to, in Connecticut, mean very, I didn't know how to Connecticut react.
2: Connecticut Nazi, huh?
0: Yeah. You know, the only time I ever met a Klan member was in Vermont. Uh huh. Rural places. No bring shit, an actual Klan member. Yeah, there was uh, my friend, and his family owned an apple orchard, and their old neighbor was part of the Klan. And our friend was with us, Eric, and he's Puerto Rican, but they're like, just, just pretend you're Italian. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I was, I fucking railed. I was like, no, blah, blah, blah. And Eric's no like, listen, dude. I'm gonna meet this old eighty-year-old guy once in my entire life at a family event. I don't care. Yeah, he wasn't. There was just like a neighbor. It's like it's out there. You just do it. Middle America is a scary place. Yeah, this is Vermont. Like that's not even far. Yeah, there's always stuff in like Longford with the, I don't, too much Nazi talk. Yeah. <laughs> not
2: not a fan. This is the anti-Nazi podcast.
0: <laughs> Nazi podcast. Yeah, I remember there was a kid who was a Nazi at a show, and the answer was to beat him up. But then there was like this weird thing. It's like. You don't like what he stands for for violence and discriminatory things, so you're gonna beat him up and be discriminatory. But a that, Nazi? Of,
2: anyone that wants to zigheil or be a Nazi, in my opinion, needs to get their head. kicked Oh, in. yeah. I, I kind of appreciated. I, I really love. Um, you know, I, I do have love for the Dropkick Murphys. They, it's funny around here. The funny thing is, I was a bigger Dropkick Murphys fan when I didn't live in New England, because
0: <laughs> they're not big outside New England, are they? Do, no, they are. They, okay, they are. I, would, I used to
2: go see them in Florida.
0: Oh uh, yeah. It was great. I just think up here people think they're the legends. And that was
2: pre-depotted. No, but the thing is like <laughs> the, the thing is if I wanted to go see him now, it's like a bro fest. But mm-hmm. anyway, the whole video, did you hear the thing with Ken Casey and the whole Nazi kid thing? No. Oh, it's all YouTube dropkick Murphy's versus Nazis. Because... And this is now. This is like family-friendly drop kicks. They're doing, I think, Kiss Me, I'm Shitface. So like, everyone gets on stage, whatever. Yeah. And this jacked-up dude starts zig-hiling in the front of the stage. Mm. And what I love is Ken Casey, who's a guy that grew up in, you know, uh, hardcore punk Boston, Massachusetts in yeah. the 80s, takes his bass off his shoulders and clocks him in the skull with his bass. Wow! And, like, pushes him off the stage. And then he gets on the mic, and he's just like... Nazis are not welcome at fucking dropkick shows, dude. <laughs> and then I, just like I, I loved I loved uh, it. I'm like that's especially that's for good. a guy that's now in such a safe
0: place in 40, punk Rock. 50. Oh, exactly. Like you see, you see the rat come out in, yeah. in that what, very that moment. true Boston. Yep. Yeah, I work with a guy I work with now. He's awesome. He's like 40 or 50. And he was really into the 80s. This hardcore Boston punk scene. He telling me tell me shows the scene. he saw Gigi Allen. No kidding. I was like, Oh my god! He's like, Oh yeah, Gigi came out, shit, shit, shit himself, and uh, punched yep. him in the face. Show was over. I was like, Yeah, that's what I expect. He's like, That's what you paid to see. I got a good uh, Gigi Allen story. Oh my god! <laughs> and not personally.
2: I'm, I'm not old enough for that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, you've been here for four years. Uh yeah. About one of the best staples Providence has ever had is the living room, uh, and that was. Uh, you know the Coca-Cola bottling factory? Yep. It was right next to that. Mm. And when I first moved here, I learned quick, if you want to see a good punk show, that's where you go. And then when I started to put bands together, that's where you'd go to play. Because no matter who you were, the living room would have you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, Aaron, who uh, used to bartend there in, in book shows and whatnot, he now uh, owns the parlor. Oh. he uh, Great dude. He, uh, one time, I was at the bar. We used to go there and drink. And I was 18. This was, <laughs> <laughs> this was Jesse Minute Days. So, like, just by playing there, I earned his respect, and I could go have a beer when I wanted to have a beer. And I used to go there no matter who was playing. I'd just go to the living room and have beers, and it was a really bad, like, screamo thing. And it was when, like, the Taking Back Sunday mic swinging thing was yeah. cool. So it was some butthole on stage, like, swinging the yeah. mic around and throwing it at the ground. And I'm at the bar, and Aaron leans in, and he goes, you know, G.G. Allen played here once, and he spent the entire show puking. Shoving the mic in his ass, shoving it down his throat, licking it after shoving it in his ass, and then, like, a long pause. And he goes, but you brought his own mic. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, and so that emo guy was just destroying their equipment. Well, you'd see it all the time. Like, lead singers that think they're, like, Mr. Tough Guy with the microphone, like, throwing it yeah, shit. Yeah, but it's when like-
0: you're in a... Band, like you're going to a venue, like you got to be like, yeah, what is that? A SM58 you're holding? It's a hundred bucks, yeah, actually, yes, that's how much it was. It's if
2: you run a venue, you got a couple of those sometimes. These
0: things will last forever, oh, they're great, but I'm not gonna put it in my ass or swallow it. No, yeah, but if I did, I wouldn't let anyone else use it. Yeah, at least put your own, your ass. (laughs) I put my own, yeah, how would that fit? Uh, Uh, Gigi really thought that one through. Oh, I got oh, right. Yeah, they're all the same. Very nice. They're just different covers. Uh-huh. I actually worked out when I started this with somebody. Um, they quit and never asked for their stuff back or any payment for the thing. So I just ended up with hundreds of dollars of equipment and only paid half.
2: I always wanted to do like a like a Marky Mark rock star that movie. I wanted to quit a band that way. Like my mic stand. <laughs> because I've thought of, if I quit the scandals, if everything goes wrong tomorrow and I have to quit, my shit is four hours away. <laughs> Oh, my God. It better be a good breakup. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. You can't go through that much and be that terrible. Well, it would have to
2: be a good breakup because yeah. I'd have to be cool enough to go get my get stuff. Get your stuff and be like, hey,
0: yeah. hey man. Hey, dude. Uh... Any band's like, why'd you break up? Just like band stuff. Like, look at it. Yep. Shit happens, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, recorded how many albums? Were you on Trench Knife? I was not on Trench Knife. Are you on any recordings?
2: I'm on uh, Time Machines, which is the Gunner release. Okay. And then I'm on the 7-inch coming up with Jaguar Shark. And then and, the new one. And then the one we just recorded. Does that have a title yet? Kind of untitled. It's been thrown around. Uh, I yeah. don't know what's official yet. How I know does I, that process work for a band, like, coming up with the title? The t- um, I think it has, for the most part, I mean, uh, a lot of the lyrics were penned by Jared. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes down to that, it... it kind of like it would be his story at that point yeah i mean like it, it's had a couple of titles thrown around not really sure what
0: it's gonna be yet do you but, love a good long album title name i mean not for your own band but for uh, other
2: bands well i made the mistake of uh the last this movement record was called the destruction of yourself and the world around you
0: i love it i and, love a good long album and
2: i i thought it was cool <laughs> at first i mean i still like it i still like that record it's really yeah. dark, but. Uh, Every time, like, doing promo and shit, Uh, every time I had to type our album title into something, I'm just like, why? Why did I do this? Yeah. But I believe the working title on the record is Bed
0: Max. Bed Max.
2: Bed Max. I
0: can't think of... You know, I had in my head of all these great long album title names, and now I can't remember anything.
2: Oh, there's uh, The Descent. Oh, no. I'm trying to think of a really good one. Bad Religion have a lot of wordy ones. Yeah. The Process of Belief. Uh...
0: Which one of them's a, a UCLA professor as well? Is it the singer, Greg Graffin. Greg, yeah. Greggy, Greg, and who's, Gregory? Who's the guitarist who doesn't tour with them? I, I can give you tons of fun information. I'll share everything. Yeah, because well, um, they have a guitar player who doesn't tour. Breckurwitz
2: started the band. Is the epitaph owner. left for
0: fifteen years?
2: Le- left for from ninety four to two thousand one,
0: and then came back, and seven. now is and I, it. Am I correct? And the guy from the Circle Jerks is their touring guitarist. Well,
2: not tour guitar. Pretty much it was. Um, Brett left. They got Brian Baker from Bad Religion took his place. Greg Hetson was uh, already with them. Greg Hetson's okay. a guy in Circle Jerks. Brian Baker used to play in Minor Threat and Dag Nasty. Oh, damn. Yeah, they, they got it all. And Jay Bentley, their bass player, used to play in TSOL. Oh, my God. Like, it's everything. They're, they are. Yeah, I'm, I'm, get, group. I'm getting a boner. But, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he has like a, what is like, is, is he have a Ph.D.?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, Greg is... Uh, in, what is it in? I think officially it's zoology. Okay. And, but not, it, not the kind of thing where he's going to, like, shove his hand in a giraffe's ass. I think it's, no. like, e- evolution. And I thought
0: it was evolutionary... Evolutionary biology. Biology. But I think it's
2: in the zoology...
0: He, yeah, a subsect of a... Yep. So he's Mr. Academia as yeah. well as a singer.
2: And he's a rare find, too, because he... Uh, it's funny, because I, I felt nerdy. We got to the Mayan, they were sound checking and no Greg. And I, I knew this, you know, because I'm lame. And I've seen their sound check videos and he doesn't sound
0: check. Sound check videos you watch? I, I've watched sound That's check videos. That's amazing. Yeah,
2: it's pretty bad.
0: It just makes it more special that you got to put that, deserving you got to play that show. I can literally, I've been at the gig, like I would see them
2: with The Offspring during that whole thing, mm-hmm. the Summer Nationals. And like they'll put their fingers on a fret and I'm just like, oh, this song's coming up. You know, I'll hear the reverb of like a D minor, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, here comes Generator. And like, I'd say to the guy next to me, like, Generator. And they play Generator. Wow. But um, watching the sound check was funny because Jay Bentley, their bass player, sings for the sound check oh, to check levels. Good voice? Yeah, yeah, not bad. He's a lot of the backups. And he doesn't have to do sound check? Uh, Greg Graffin? You get to that level. I think it's just that thing, you know, just like whatever. I'm not going to question Greggy. And the funny thing is, I've met Brian Baker like before this, before uh, we played with him. I met Brian Baker. I met Jay Bentley, and uh, I met Greg Hatson at a Warp tour. <laughs> and I knew Graffin was the nut to crack. Yep. And I, especially when you play with the band, you can't you can't put yourself at that level of like, hey, I really like your band. You know, give, give me an autograph. But it was that one moment where I went to get a beer. This session was brought to you by Miller, Miller life. Highland.
0: It, oh, Highlife. It was that, uh,
2: yeah, I'm rich. I live the Highland. <laughs> it was that, that one moment where I went down to get a beer. This is maybe 15 minutes before Bad Religion went on. And it was like Elvis. It was like, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Graffin has entered the room. Because like my favorite was Brian Baker spent the entire sound check to Showtime in a closet reading a book. Wow. I wish I could make that shit up. Wow. But my buddy Mike came to meet us, and I'm like, oh, you want, you want to see Brian from Minor Threat? And I'm just like, yeah, he was reading, like, The Things They Carry or something. Wow. But when Greg was down there, it was just, like, snow white hair, and he was just surrounded by people that looked like they just wanted a piece of the poor guy. Yeah. And he was smiling. He looked like he was kind of talking to folks. and I'm, and, and I made the conscious decision. I'm like, should I really talk to my favorite songwriter? And I'm like, you know what? He's about to play. Yeah. Leave him the fuck alone. And then that was that, you know? Never met him? Didn't end up talking to him. I talked to uh, yeah. Jay, who continued to be a super cool guy, and uh, Baker was really cool. But, but I, I let Greg Graffin be.
0: There's that thing, never meet your idols. I don't know how I feel about it. But uh, it's true. It's true. They're just going to let you down. Do you that, have that level of thing?
2: Yeah. And, and I'm not like that with anybody. It's just like, I, I think it's you, because I love bad religion so
0: much. It's anything from childhood. Yeah. It, it just becomes this, like, godlike figure. Even, uh-huh. I'm not religious, but, you know. It's funny. A friend of mine from college, uh, Dan, is from Brooklyn. And his dad is a professor in the CUNY system. And his son, very, very punk rock guy. And I forgot the whole story. But somehow he ended up finding out that his dad was a colleague of Greg Gaffin's for years. Like, no kidding. They were writing research papers together. Yeah, yeah. And just, like... His dad knows nothing of music. And I think he was referring to him at dinner when he was like in his 19. He's like, oh, I'm seeing my friend in Los Angeles, Dr. Gaffin. And my friend Dan at the was like, what? Is that Gaffin's a PhD? Kerwitz,
2: uh, right? No, no, Greg Gaffin. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: He's like, oh, Dr. Gaffin. You know, because they were colleagues. Like he was a CUNY professor, but somehow they had worked. I think they were like, Casual acquaintances, and he's like, it's not like you, bad religion fucking nut, and somehow his dad knows him. you
2: yeah, fucking yeah. kidding me. Well,
0: oddly enough, he teaches, uh, he teaches at
2: UCLA, and I- I've read in interviews, once again, ultra nerdy, uh, they've asked, like, oh, and your students, like, get all crazy about bad religion. He's like, no, most of them are science nerds that yeah. want, want nothing to do with bad religion. Just don't yeah. even
0: want to hear about that shit. Nope. That's kind of funny. You could have those, that two life. I, mean, I wonder... I wonder how you how you even manage your time like that. Like, perf- PhD is hard. Yeah, I believe it. Being in a band is hard. I believe it. I don't know how anyone does either. It must be, yeah. obviously, a bright guy. It's exhausting. Well, I think that's part of why he doesn't do soundcheck. <laughs> uh, right? I mean, uh, to be a fucking... P- a, a, UCL, a UCLA professor with a PhD and whatever he has? Yeah. That's a hard-ass position to get.
2: Well, you know what I can say about uh, what definitely humbles me out? You know who I saw loading their truck at the end of the night? Their uh, bass player. Really? And, uh, like, talk about a guy that doesn't need to lift a finger. Anymore.
0: I don't even want to shovel my driveway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, like,
2: to see, because I was tired. And, like, we were going back to the house and we were going to party a little bit. So it's just like, all right, let's get the hell out of the venue. And there's Jay Bentley, who's been doing this since 1979. Wow. Like, putting shit away. And, like, and he's old. Yeah. He's 50 something or something.
0: You guys stayed in some sick ass mansion, I heard. Yeah.
2: It was uh, Justin Bieber's summer home.
0: Wow! Yeah, did you leave him like secret notes or something? Oh, uh, we were all tweeting him <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> just like yo bitch drinking your beer, your beer bitch. But it was it was almost uncomfortable because it was nice. I'm
0: know? not good at nice things. Yeah, no, none of us are. Punk rock isn't supposed to. Be. I'm okay with comfort. Maybe like a classy, what's above a Holiday and I'm good. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm used to like bloody curtain motels. Yeah, yeah so but like and anything too nice was like uh, it was a little strange. Well, the other funny thing and, and and I think it came off that way. There's a lot of people in LA. LA is a magical beautiful place. Uh but like this a lot of people their head way up their ass. Yeah. And I saw a lot of bands out there that kind of like the the look on their face was fuck you, um uh, I'm important. Yeah. And and that's when it's like well, you're not going to last,
0: mm-hmm. you know. So, you guys are in for the long haul, you think? I hope so. I mean, you know? yeah. I didn't go to college. <laughs> I got nothing else. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, so, what was this experience with the new record? So, you were on the because I know you guys have been. You're, you were not on it, but were produced by uh, Bouncing Souls. Did one of your records before you were there? Pete Steinkoff yeah. did Trench oh, Knife. Yeah. Were you on the Guttermouth tour? I wasn't. That was right before oh, me. Man.
2: Literally, it was a week before me. Damn. But no, that, that that's. Was some I'm front sure of
0: you will have great stories. I yeah. Mean, so what was it like? Uh, so. Do you know the gaslight? Did you know of Gaslight prior to the band? Like, we, we don't know who they were. Yeah,
2: we did a Red Bull gig with them. Um, Anthony grew up with Brian and the guys. Um, he's still close with uh, uh, some of the dudes in the band, and we did a show with them. Um, but uh, they uh, they've been friendly with us before. We hung out with them in Atlanta one day. We had a day off. Oh, nice! They were really cool about that. They like we found out they were playing. It was just like, yo, dude, you know, we want to hang. But uh, this was the first time we really got into a working relationship, especially with Brian.
0: Yeah, is he as
2: nice as everyone says? Yeah, I would imagine he was a great dude. And and what I loved about it was he was quick to say, in a good way, "This sucks, change this." You mm-hmm. know, and that's important. Like if yeah. you, if you get a guy who's quote unquote producing, who isn't. Honest, and not even honest, but just in the way where it's kind of like, oh, yeah, if that works for you, but no, he was quick to be like, this needs to improve. Like, I love this song. Is it, was that his first producing role? No, I, th- I believe he did a, a 918 record mm-hmm. uh,
0: before us. That's got to be a hard role, because like, kind of like someone's got to be the dick. For sure. And well, you're the band. He's the producer. I mean, I'm, I, I'm just, I think those denying Yeah, because I like hear about, like, Rick Rubin and stuff. For, yeah, at the end of oh. the day, his name's got to go on it, you know? It, yeah, so at the end of the day, it's your song. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like you guys had a great working relationship where, I mean, a good band needs to trust the producer, and a good producer needs to love the band.
2: Yeah, and, and same thing with, like, meeting people that whose band you always liked. It's, like, the, yeah. kind, of, the kind of thing where you have to put that
0: aside. I mean, it, it, it doesn't mean that I'm going to give him a noogie. <laughs> <laughs> that but, must fade away after all. Anything exactly. Fades. Anything exactly. like I've ever met anyone. Uh, Ed- Edward James almost when I worked at Starbucks c- mm-hmm. come in like there's one day he came in four times and the first mm-hmm. time I'm like oh my fucking god this is so cool. By the fourth time I'm like shut the fuck up I'm busy. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and and he's so, from New
2: Jersey so he will ball bust you yeah. know. Uh, but like it it was really cool and, and the other thing it's like. I, like, I'm okay with doing vocals, but sometimes I get weird. And he was a good guide on getting the best takes possible. And, yeah. And he had a great ear. Uh, he added a lot of things to it. There's a lot. There's some keyboard on, on nice. these songs, like uh, some extra percussion. And, and he has an ear for it. And he was quick to go, this works, this doesn't work. And it was the kind of thing where some bands can get pushy, like, don't change our sound. And not that it's any different but just mm. where we were wide open to uh, okay you know if if that's if that's what makes it
0: sound good let's do it. Was it how did you guys get connected Red Bull? As I was just going to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but, then he, obviously his fan. Yeah, it
2: was it was coming out of the same scenes like um well, our, our buddy Andy Diamond who's made a lot happen for us. He's very close with those guys. Yeah, So it, it it's it's
0: incestual. No, oh yeah, it's like a New Brunswick band Helping out everything I've ever read about that band It yeah. was always like, this wasn't supposed to happen Gaslight were a Gunner Records band Gas- No way Yeah, Gaslight were a Court Tavern band Yeah, 28 so. by the time it finally happened Or maybe higher, older For Gaslight? Yeah, they were in their late 20s I think they They're a little older, yeah maybe thirty. Which is know. nice, because I'm getting there <laughs> Yeah, I remember reading an article And Brian was just like, all of my friends were in bands That went on and toured and did great things Gaslight was the last chance for this He's like I was going to be playing guitar at the bar. Yep. I was like I was going to be I I was going to play music the rest of my life with or without the band and then fucking 59 Sound came out and Yep. <sighs> I was
2: my first tour ever was 2007 or 8 when that record came out and yep. every
0: venue I went to down the East Coast was playing 59 Sound. It's a fucking incredible record. It was record. a virus. Yeah, no, it's great. I lo- that first time I there was a band I used to love in Jersey called We're All Broken. It's like check I out our band, band yeah. the, our friends band. Uh, the Gaslight Anthem, formerly This Charming Man. I was like, "Oh yeah, I kind of like This Charming Man." Look. And then I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, my parents and I would listen to that album for together. sure. Yeah, but, but
2: and, and and that's what's great. It's like they, they came out of that and and yet just like I've said from everyone from New Jersey, like with pizza, you can you can leave New Jersey, but the Jersey doesn't leave.
0: Yep, you, you, you know, know, like them especially because I think that thing just hit at the right time. It was definitely a big time in music where irony was so, like, and was, like, such in with music. And And that record was just a very honest, sincere record. No
2: bullshit. There's no
0: haircut on that record. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, and that's a time where I still bought records. Mm -hmm. I know that doesn't sound that long ago, but it really, I mean, just funny how things work. I mean, you guys are. It's funny because you're like you're doing the band thing, having to talk to older bands, but you have a leg up because you're learning the new model of the industry. Mm-hmm. Like you're like <laughs> labels. You know, let's see how much we can do with that one. Yeah. Like, no, no, I agree. That's, we already know how to use the internet. We grew up with this shit. Yeah. God, imagine being a, like certain bands who've been like, my first thing came out on a cassette tape. Yeah, well, I remember. CD.
2: Kids, I went to high school with when I when I was in Florida. Were, um, did you ever hear a, a Dave Malello?
0: Yeah, he, he was. drive through, drive through guy, then yeah. he was in Cute Q- was what we aimed for yep. for a while. He went to my high school. No fucking way! And, and, and
2: that was my first, uh, first, uh, example of what the internet can do.
0: Yeah. Uh, C- did you see that documentary he's in? Uh,
2: no. Bastards of the Young? I haven't heard anything from that guy. This is, is years ago, days. old yeah.
0: documentary about New Brunswick, basically. No shit. Scene.
2: Well, his... Band that he put together, it, it was it, it was like I said, lessons of okay, this is how mm-hmm. it can happen because he got signed from Pure Volume. Mm-hmm. He had songs in Pure Volume, and someone saw that and said, uh, "We're signing you." You know, and my brother played in a band with his bass in Florida with the kid that ended up being his bass player, uh, Dave Mallo. Yeah, and then like when we moved, I went to the Century Lounge, which is now rest in peace for Providence. It's now it used to be the old spot. Oh no no no! I'm wrong again. I don't know. Something about a rabbit, a frog, some frog, something frog bar, whatever. If anyone's from Providence, Duck and Buddy, no,
0: (laughs) something frog bar. I don't know.
2: Well, it's near the club, whatever. But but it was they came to town. I remember going to see him and seeing my boy Matt that I used to see at my high school, and it was just like, okay, there you go. Like, and now he's in Rhode Island on tour. Yeah. So it's shit like that where you just
0: never know where it's gonna come out of. Yeah. You know it's amazing it sneaks up on you so what do you, uh, the, you guys have big plans for this new record you're doing a fall winter tour gaslight yeah go yeah. see that tour
2: yeah. yep we're gonna do uh, about two weeks with gaslight we're
0: playing at Lupos in Providence. Yep. I have to buy my ticket still talk about full circle there right you know did have you played Lupos before no that's sure. the hometown stuff's gotta be weird
2: yeah it well it's gonna be good in I've been in this band for three years now, about, and we played Providence maybe twice. Funny. So it's it's going to be good.
0: Guys, I told you, I'm in a band. We do <laughs> yeah. stuff. Uh huh, sure, Sean. Yeah.
2: I doubt it. No, for sure. And, and I love my city, but there's a lot of, like, proving yourself that gets annoying. And especially when my band's four hours away, it's hard to you do. You
0: mean someone in Rhode Island driving more than 15 minutes? <laughs> exactly.
2: But uh, when you live or sell 30 tickets. When you live in pro- when you live four hours away, it's hard to play a Monday night to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. So to literally go from the technically being nobody's in Providence to playing Lupos, yeah. And like you know, like we do well in Jersey, but like I feel like we still uh, need to prove something here. Not yeah. not that I'm sitting here like oh we got it. Yeah,
0: but you haven't played here a lot, right? It it's not a big touring city for small bands. It, it it it's, it it's going to be, be
2: yeah and and I I really can't wait to bring it It might be my fault I don't go to those shows
0: <laughs> so anyway it's a lot of people like me like it should be better Did you hey, should go like I said man uh, anyone
2: that complains about Rhode Island music can go to Nebraska yeah and no, see you know, I,
0: I see oh well their music big fan is. of the Broadway the uh, Columbus Theater I love what they're doing over there yeah
2: you you know like this is also part of why I'm a Jersey kid now I yeah. haven't been once that's cool Providence points off for me
0: yeah haven't been. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'd love to see it. I don't think Providence points matter the second you leave this town. <laughs> you go to Cranston, and you're like, oh, I ain't going hey, down there. If the Jersey kid always keeps Jersey in his heart and soul, yeah, Rhode Island's proud. I keep Rhode
2: Island here and a little bit of Orlando somewhere down there.
0: That's amazing. But uh, in Europe again, that's, that's yeah, cool. And so yeah, it's yeah we're great. We're gonna, the Gaslight guys like you, yeah.
2: You're telling me, yeah. But we're gonna do that tour. That's gonna be awesome. Um, we're doing uh, a couple of New York shows that are big. Terminal
0: 5 or something? Uh, Terminal 5. Fuck, man. And I think that sold out in like an hour. You must have been like, And you know what? That's not just Gaslight. I guarantee there's some people there going for ah, the scandals. A little bit, also. little bit. Yeah, mostly a Gaslight. Bit. But you know, you're going to have a lot yeah. of your Jersey cats like, I can see the scandals and Gaslight? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, it, come on, that's it, fucking It'll cool. be cool. And, and uh, once again, part of like ignorance of not living there, I've never been to Terminal 5. Yeah, me either. I know the stories. And I think yeah. it's like 3,000 cap or something. Damn. But What's the most you guys played to so far? Well, uh, in Berlin, we played Mayfest, mm-hmm. which is like a national holiday they have every year. Um, so it's like
0: a street parade, uh, which is weird, because I guess Hitler came up with a holiday. Oh. It started... You know, this is a state that celebrates VJ Day, so let exactly. not
2: Exactly. Very true. But I guess the story is... It's somewhere in the Nazi regime they came up with Workers' Day, which is May 1st, and they still celebrate it, and it's like a day off from work, but they protest in Berlin because Berlin's very uh, proactive and political, and they... Go uh, to work? <laughs> yeah.
0: They, they,
2: they protest in Berlin by partying? <laughs> so they still celebrate the holiday, but part of it is like... I, I guess they riot. Like, there's been really bad riots on that day. Like, mm. fuck you guys. Like, we're burning the shit down. Like, Randy Marsh going yeah. nuts. But <laughs> so to reference. curb the riots, they started doing street festivals, like having bands played. Like huh, keep that's people That's so not check.
0: an American idea. That's the total opposite of what exactly, they do in this yeah. country.
2: Exactly, yeah. We need less tear gas, more punk rock. Alright,
0: so let's give them art instead of police. Huh? Arm
2: yeah. them with police. Huh? Yeah. But, and uh, it works. But we played uh, Cortex Records has like they build a huge stage in, in the middle of the, the street and just host bands all day. So we did that and it was probably about 5,000 deep. Wow. But, you know, it, it, it's the kind of thing where I humble myself where I'd say 2,000 out, they probably were just drinking. Sure, our music was playing behind their ear. Yeah, but still. But I guess if you could hear it, it counts. That's pretty cool. But that that was dope. And that was, like, maybe the last week we were there.
0: So. I really like when I listen to Anthony on Epic Dudes of just, like, that, like, talking about all the venues. He's like, I can't believe I played here, here, and here. That's cool. Um, Man, it's cool. I... Another thing too, like I listen to Jared's song acoustic. Uh, Jared, I don't even know him. <laughs> Your singer Jared's acoustic. you meet him. He, yeah, he uh, he can actually sing. I mean, I, I I think he can sing. Don't get me wrong with his <laughs> yeah. and I really like his voice. Yeah, yeah. Sounding, but when he's singing acoustic, you're wondering, oh, how's this gonna? And I was like, damn, dude, you got some uh, small dude, big voice. Yeah. Sure. Oh my goodness. Oh, man. Well, that was an hour and a half of your life. No shit, huh? Thank you so much. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Anything you need to plug? No, I think, uh, well, we
2: got the record done. We'll hopefully find a home for it in the next couple months. And uh, anyone local that's listening will be at Lupo's. I want to say February 27th. Sure. I believe that's the correct date.
0: Maybe the 28th. I don't know. Yeah. Um,
2: at Lupo's with uh, North Coat in, this, in uh, Gaslight Anthem. Awesome. Thanks for doing this, man. This is really fun. Yeah, no problem. I had a great time. Um, I got almost three beers deep. That's even better.
1: night